0: It's week five, and it's game week for Spider Football. Hi, everyone. Thanks for finding us for another edition of the Spider Insight Podcast. Along with Matt McCollister, I'm Bob Black. And you can probably hear a little bit of pep in our step and our voice today because we're closing in on opening night at Robin Stadium, Thursday night, 7 o'clock, when the Spiders host the Jacksonville Dolphins. And I think the refrain, Matt, around here has been, yes, this is a very early season opener, August 29, but it still feels like a long time in coming to the Richmond Spiders.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's excited that it's game week. It's a short game week. Classes started uh, Monday here on campus, so I think everyone's excited for it. But it's still at the end of a long uh, fall camp. Uh, You know, I know the players, while they they enjoy camp, uh, it is still a long process to get to that first game. Uh, I know they'd be very excited uh, to be out here at home to start the season uh, in front of the fans and and to actually hit, hit somebody else for a change.
0: At the end of that fall camp on Sunday, before classes, as you said, started on Monday, Coach Russ Huseman made the public announcement that Joe Mancuso would be the Spider starting quarterback, the returner from last year, beating out, at least for the time being, Bo English for the number one spot behind center. What do you make of that, and how do you think the team reacts to that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think this was something that, uh, you know, coaches let let them battle it out all fall. You know, it gave... gave, uh, all started with four of them, went down to two, uh, and then uh, Joe was the one that was able to pull out ahead. You know, I think it comes down to a lot of it. You know, Joe's game experience uh, last year, his familiarity with the offense, uh, an and ability to ha- have a grasp of what the coaches want and and what the personnel around him uh, is expecting to happen. Uh, I think it, it, that's what it kind of came down to, and. I mean, it was, it was always going to be a tough spot for Bo. Uh, you know, he hasn't played in the game in two years. Uh, so I, I think Joe definitely had a leg up and, you know, as kind of the quote-unquote incumbent starter uh, coming back. Uh, and he had worked really, really hard, you know, this off offseason uh, and is really excited uh, to have that starting position. And I think uh, fans will be excited to see what he's able to bring to the table. First
0: public comments are coming up from Joe with us today, right on the Spider Insight broadcast. I don't think
1: he's spoken publicly yet since Coach Usman made that announcement, right? Nope, we definitely have the scoop on that. <laughs> uh, we're able to we're able to schedule that first and foremost. So he was on on our podcast, and you'll hear from Joe here in a little bit. Uh, and I think you'll uh, be able to hear his excitement uh, and the fact that he and just proud that he was able to you know you know go through camp and win that position, but also at the same time. Uh, understand that while it was a competition, that whole quarterbacks group, that whole quarterbacks room uh, is a very tight-knit group, and I think they're all be out there supporting one another.
0: And obviously one of the things we'll talk with him about is what Coach Russ Huseman has been talking about all summer long, and that is if you're going to be our quarterback and if you're going to play on our offense, not just at quarterback, but in any of the positions that handle the ball, you better hang on to the ball one way or the other, and nobody will know that better and more than Joe Mancuso.
1: Yeah, if if they haven't picked it up by now, it's been drilled into everybody uh, around the program. Uh, I'm sure if you drop something, a uh, coach is going to yell at you for fumbling. Uh, so <laughs> it has definitely uh, been drilled into everybody that uh, the fumbles and interceptions are not what uh, is expected. Uh, and uh, hopefully Spider fans will, will see that ball security this year.
0: All right, Joe's coming up with us here in just a couple of moments, but let's expand that picture a little bit, Matt, on both offense and defense. The official two-deep is out for the Thursday night game. Let's start on the offensive side since we already talked about quarterback Joe Mancuso. Anything that you would point to immediately on that two-deep or amongst the starters on the offensive side of the ball?
1: I think the biggest thing, and Coach talked about it this weekend, uh You know, sometimes when you bring in transfers and grad transfers, uh, you might not hit on them. But I think they feel very confident uh, in all the uh, transfers that they brought in, that they not only are they performing in practice on the field, but they're uh, great representatives off the field. And you you see that right away in the wide receiver group when you have Charlie Fessler and Keiston Fuller, both listed as starters in that wide receiver group. Uh, I think they bring a lot of experience Uh, a lot of headiness into that room uh, especially because a lot of those other people in that two deep are you know redshirt freshmen and freshmen so uh, I think those two bring a calming influence and if you've been out here in practice you see what each one of them bring to the field on the defensive
0: side there's more experience with eight returning starters listed on that two deep what do you see on the defensive side any surprises anything that caught your eye there
1: no I mean I, I think that it's kind of how it's kind of played out. The defensive line and the defensive backfield are both probably the, the strongest area on, on the defense. And people that have played a lot of games, uh, the one you know surprise that you probably say, uh, or one big competition battle was at that cornerback uh, mm-hmm. position. And uh, Brandon Feemster, the transfer from Duke, uh, is slotted as the starter uh, with Marcus Vincent as the backup. Uh, but I think we've talked about this that this year that that competition in that room. You know there is a, a lot of people that could play corner, could started, could have started a corner for us last year, uh, and now some of those people will be coming off the bench or in different packages. It just makes our team that much better because that that depth. If you're if you're telling us that Marcus Vinson is a backup corner on this team, it just shows uh, how much stronger of a defensive backfield we have this year.
0: It's kind of interesting when I was doing a little bit of prep work early for this game and looked at the defense, I saw guys' names who weren't going to be in uniform this year, like Justin Rubin and Dale Matthews, and of course, all CAA standout, Andrew Clyde. And at first, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to do without those guys? But then you look at the two deep, and you're like, wow, there's a lot of returning experience, a lot of talented guys at all three levels of the defense.
1: Yeah, I I think there's a lot of experience, a lot of people that have played a lot of games, you know, even at linebacker where you know you, you did lose two starters in that position but Billy Coggle has played a lot. Uh, Tyler Dressler and Jordan Payne got a lot of experience last year. And then you know the other uh, FBS transfer, Jimmy Marquise, uh finally got back uh, from injury, started practicing this week. And uh, I think coaches have been really uh, happy with what they've seen so far. Uh, and he, he has worked his way into that mix.
0: All right, why don't we uh, pause from talking about the defense and go back to the offensive side of the ball because joining us up here in the booth on our Spider Insight podcast, the newly anointed number one quarterback for the Richmond Spiders, Joe Mancuso, who will make the start Thursday night, 7 o'clock against Jacksonville at Robin Stadium. Joe, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. What has camp been like for you uh, since the announcement that you're the number one quarterback for the Spiders and just how the preseason camp went into game week?
2: Um, there's definitely a lot more film on the – the other defense we go through practice pretty similar we just try to be calm and just execute that's a big thing is execution just getting the th- the right things done getting the ball to the right people that's a big thing during game week
0: did your mindset change at all when coach Huseman at least made the public announcement that you would be the starting quarterback Thursday night
2: I don't think so. I went into every practice wanting to be the starter, knowing I had the ability to be the starter. And so I think that helped carry over. And so going into these practices, knowing I'm a starter, I'm just going to have the same mindset I had. So.
1: And how was that uh, mindset coming into camp? You know, this this year it was definitely an open competition, you know, that competition that all four of the quarterbacks had uh, for, for the starting job. Just how did you come into camp and, you know, ready for that competition?
2: I knew I was going to have to work because all the quarterbacks are incredibly talented. Um, I knew I'd have to do well in the weight room. I knew I'd have to get the work out on the field, and so just knowing I put in the work and being prepared helped me to have the confidence to to win the starting job.
0: What's the interaction been like with the other quarterbacks in that quarterback room with Coach Durden?
2: All of that. I think I think we're all we're all buds. Like I think <laughs> our room our room is um, very competitive, but at the end we all just want to get better and help the team win. I think that's our main mindset
1: this year uh, coach Durden you know is now the quarterbacks coach this year uh, just talk about that change and having coach Durden's going to be down on the sideline uh, for games as well uh, just talk about that relationship you have with the coach
2: yeah having him in the room definitely it definitely helps getting having him tell you exactly what he wants done on the field and where the ball needs to go and definitely uh, you look at film a little different when he when you watch it with him versus another coach so it's it, de- it definitely is, has helped me to be a better football player.
0: I know very definitely what Coach Huseman wants or what Coach Huseman doesn't want, and that's interceptions and turnovers. Mm-hmm. He's drilled that into our heads, let alone into yours. What's Absolutely. kind of the way you're thinking about that to try and cut down on those turnovers?
2: I mean, they're they're, they're in my mindset, but I don't really – I try to not think about it every play and just execute and just know that I'm going to the right guy and know that the work that I put in in the film room has will translate over to the field and knowing that I will – understand the defense and know where the players will be at how different is your mindset this year
1: compared to last year i mean your your comfort level has to be a lot more this year because you had
2: so much game action last year just talk about this year compared to last year at this point in the season definitely i think getting those couple of games i was able to play in last year definitely helped me for this year gaining the confidence having understanding of the offense and really gaining the trust of my teammates like to be, to be out there is like it's much different than being out at practice so just having those couple of games under the belt will definitely definitely help my confidence so
0: how much did those games from a confidence standpoint because you put some pretty big numbers up now I know there were a couple of games that there were more interceptions than you would have liked but there were also games you know where you put some pretty good numbers and made some pretty good throws how much do you go back and kind of grab onto that as you move forward
2: I mean you see the stats and all the there's a lot of yards passing but there's, there's times where I have to be more conservative. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what led to a lot of the interceptions. And so just practicing that, being more conservative and checking the ball down at times where I may want to just throw it deep. So it's just understanding the game and understanding the defense and knowing where our guys are at. We talked last week with Xavier and he talked about how
1: off the field, you know, you guys are always talking football and talking about how things uh, happen in a play. Just talk about That mindset of there's more than just practice, more than just games. It's all the that other time that you spend working on your craft uh, to put you in this situation.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I think it all starts in the film room. Just being able to watch yourself do the little things, and it's all it's really all those little discrepancies that like make you a better player. And so, like if you can line up on the right spot instead of lining up a couple feet to the inside, it's it's just the little things that really make the biggest difference in like who the player is and how good the player is.
0: Speaking of Xavier, Xavier Goodall is back and ready to go. What difference does that make for you in that offensive backfield to have a guy like that? It's
2: awesome. He's a great running running back, and I think he'll he'll bring a lot of diversity to the backfield. He'll help us. He'll help me, especially with the running game. And so I think having him back is a great addition. This year you have a lot of different targets, a lot of new targets yeah. uh, this year to pass to. Uh
1: just talk about that group of wide receivers, especially, you know, I mean I think Charlie Fessler and Keiston Fuller have gotten a lot of, you know, pub early on as those uh, FBS transfers.
2: Just talk about what they bring to that group and that group as a whole. Absolutely. I think the past couple of years we've had amazing receivers, and it hasn't changed this year. With having these two transfers, Charlie and Keiston, have definitely added a lot of explosiveness to the offense. And I think having the receivers we had before, too, they all add a certain aspect and a different, different type of game, different type of ability to the game you could say.
0: Joe this is a year in which the coaching staff brought in several transfers probably as many as we've had in a while what's that kind of chemistry meshing process been like with you guys getting to know them and them obviously getting to know the the rest of the team and the way the programs run.
2: I think immediately we we were all just we all just uh, gelled well together. I think uh, them coming in, they had the mindset that they wanted to win and they wanted to play play and win and show that they wanted to work hard. And I think that was our mindset coming into this season too. So having the same mindset really definitely helped, um, helped them adjust to the transfer.
1: You know, in in fall practice, I think a thing that we've seen a lot of the quarterbacks is a lot more uh, emphasis on the run. You know, quarterbacks being able to run the ball a little bit more. Uh, You broke out onto the scene last year, uh, being able to run as well. Just talk about how much you enjoy that aspect of it. Obviously, you you know, you want to throw – but uh that that ability to run and open up that defense.
2: Yeah, definitely being a dual threat, I think opens up a lot more options. Um Coach Huseman has definitely Coach Durden Coach Durham definitely put an emphasis on just get dropping back there if I don't see anything through my progressions just go. Just trust my running ability and sh- see where it can get me and see how many yards I can get on the running running game. But I think having that running ability it definitely helps with open up p- open up the passing and I definitely I like running. I like Hitting people, which is different from an average quarterback, but (laughs) I do like running.
0: Mancuso comes straight up the middle of the field. 20, 15, 10, cuts to the outside, five, touchdown. Joe Mancuso, 28-yard touchdown run. Showing a little speed, a little nimbleness, but you can also tell those corners wanted no parts of that 220 once he got out there in space. Great job by Joe. Again, definitive knowing exactly what he wanted to do. Well, this is probably a good transition then because you mentioned that. Earlier you've mentioned several times the film room, but you seem to be a lover of the weight room as much as any room that a football player spends time in. Tell our Spider fans about that.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I, I love working out and as, just as much as I love – I mean – I love playing football, so don't get that wrong, but I, lo- I love working out too. And so I definitely have put a lot of time in the weight room, refining my craft. And I think I've gotten better flexibility, and which helps with my accuracy and footwork and everything. And so the, being in the weight room and having Coach Brinks, I I interned with him this summer. Having Coach Brinks helps me out. He helps me out every day. And so having him there really has affected my game, I think.
1: I think Coach Brinks uh, just last week said, as you were making a run, he goes, Joe is a tank when he runs. You know, he he's able he's a lot stronger than you think he is. I mean, is that something that you this summer, you know, put a lot of emphasis
2: on just to get stronger for that? I definitely pride myself on being strong, being one of the stronger guys, but I don't think that was my main goal to be stronger. I think just to um, be more be more elusive, I think, and gain gain more speed and explosiveness. I think that was more of an emphasis this off season than it was for power. But um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely like lifting, and so that definitely helps me when I do run. So,
0: Having spent so much time with Coach Brinks, could you see yourself becoming a Coach Brinks somewhere down the road?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Coach Brinks is awesome at what he does. <laughs> and so – as a testament to what he does as and helps us to with our team. And so, I don't know, maybe maybe that's an option down the road, but we'll see. Let's
0: start with Thursday night, first yes, yes, and foremost. <laughs> and as we mentioned just before we started recording the podcast, even though we're playing one of the earlier games in the history of Richmond football, it feels to all of us like it's been a long time coming. How about to the guys in that locker room?
2: Definitely. We've been waiting. We circled it on our calendar just to get this first game going, get the season going. So we've been waiting all camp just to get it rolling. Well, the
0: wait's almost over. Joe, thanks for spending some time with us today. Yes, sir. I
2: appreciate you.
1: Thanks, Joe, for joining us. And, Bob, I, I think the biggest thing I, I take out of this fall camp is, once again, that competition uh, has raised the level of play of everybody. We talked about on the cornerbacks, now on the quarterbacks. I think that competition level uh, has really raised their play, and I think it will pay dividends for us uh, this year.
0: And with that having been said and how close the quarterback competition was and still is – I think it's still ongoing. I'd be really surprised if we don't see both of those guys playing with the first unit at some point Thursday night and at least into next week at Boston College, and then maybe something becomes clear at that point. Maybe it stays Joe Mancuso's job, but by the same token, you know Bo English is still going to be trying to get better, and by the start of conference play, who knows what could happen. So I think competition is always a good thing between guys, and as Joe said, they're a tight-knit group but a very competitive group in that quarterback's room.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think those uh, those two guys will both get uh, some playing time here in, in the early going of the season, uh, and uh, continue that competition. You know, just because Joe is named the starter, uh, I I don't think uh, Bo's going to give in uh, and give up at that point. And, but Coach Usman has said that he, he's not a fan of the two quarterback system. Uh, he wants to have a guy and and ride that that guy. Uh, throughout the season, uh, he just thinks it's it's better for them and gives them a chance to get into the rhythm more. He doesn't like the play two series, play two series. Y- you just don't get a chance to get in the rhythm. And as he said, if you make a mistake, you don't have a chance to come out and you know redeem yourself from yeah. that. Thursday night, it starts
0: against Jacksonville at 7 o'clock. This is a very unfamiliar opponent for the Spiders in the Jacksonville Dolphins, a team out of the Pioneer League, and the challenge that they bring is this triple option. That's a challenge not only to our Spider defense, but to our Spider broadcasters as well, to know exactly where that ball is. So that will be the Spider defense challenge Thursday night.
1: And yeah, Definitely. The, the, the triple option, is, and it's a little unique, is the triple option under center. Uh, so you. you you definitely will have the defense will have their hands full. I, I know they've been working a lot this week. Uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of different options for them to run. A lot of different, you know, tailbacks, H-backs, slot backs. Uh, they do not throw the ball very often. I think last year as a team, uh, 350 yards passing. Uh, and they have a dynamic quarterback uh, that put up a lot of yards last year on the ground. So uh, I think he's the person that the Spider defense is going to really hone in on.
0: Yeah, it's number two if you're coming to the game or watching on television Thursday night. Calvin Turner, and he is their leading returner in virtually every offensive Statistical category, they say they're going to throw the ball more this season, but that still may not mean very much. That might mean a couple of more passes a game, which would still be less than 10 passes per game. I think you're mostly going to see the ball on the ground. And uh, number two, Calvin Turner is the guy to keep an eye on, and that will be the challenge for the Spider-Defense because it's the type of offense that you won't see again the rest of the year.
1: No, it's definitely a a tough start because uh, it's something that you you didn't see at all last year. Uh, there's no one in the CAA that, that runs that system. Uh, not very many uh, teams run that system. So it's just, it's just a different uh, offense that you're going to have to go against. I uh, have to learn a lot of different things. So like I said, they spent a lot of time uh, against the scout team. And uh, the if, if the Spider defense does well, I think a lot of credit will go to the Spider scout team for the amount of work that they did uh, learning how to play a triple option offense mm-hmm. so the defense had someone to go against.
0: Well, we certainly hope you'll be out at Robin Stadium to see it firsthand and in person. Tickets are still available for the 7 o'clock game. They're available for just $10. This is the 10th anniversary of Robin Stadium, so we're starting it out with special $10 tickets to come to the game. Uh, what else we got, Matt? I think there's some fireworks coming at halftime of this game.
1: Yep, uh, with a Thursday night game, they're gonna do some fireworks at halftime, uh, just so the fireworks aren't going off at <laughs> 11 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at night. So a little bit early fireworks give fans a a chance uh, to stay in their seats at halftime. Uh, and there's a lot going on, you know, uh, with uh, the the home game, you know, with the the Spider Kids Club and uh, all all the Pre game festivities that you have. So I think it'll be a really interesting experience uh, to see how a Thursday night game on Mm -hmm. campus. Uh, goes this early in the year but the students came back on monday and this will be a great first week uh, event for uh, the richmond students
0: we wanted to do i shouldn't even say we i know i have wanted to do a thursday night home game since uh, we opened robin stadium we haven't done one of those here we did one way back in the day at old ur stadium that game didn't turn out so great for the spiders so hopefully thursday night will turn out a lot better against jacksonville at seven o'clock and again if you're coming out ten dollar tickets are available they're still on sale you can get them at the Robin Center ticket office, online at RichmondSpiders.com. Call them up at one eight seven seven Spider One, and they'll take your ticket requests as well. If you can't get here, the game will be televised live on Masson in the Mid Atlantic region. If you're up in the Philadelphia area, NBC Sports Washington, uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia will pick up that game, and we will have live free video streaming for you as well at RichmondSpiders.com. And our broadcast will also be on our flagship radio station, ESPN, in Richmond starting at 6 o'clock with the UR Football Tailgate Show, 6.30 with the kickoff show and the game at 7 o'clock. So no excuse, Matt, not to follow the Spiders on Thursday night one way or another.
1: No excuse. And last time I looked, the weather was supposed to be beautiful on Thursday night. So uh, we'd prefer you would come out here and get in the stands uh, and and cheer on the Spiders. One
0: CAA team is already underway, Matt, and that was an impressive win by the Villanova Wildcats. They played in that so-called week zero of the college football season, and they put up a very impressive performance against Colgate and won at Colgate, a playoff team that beat James Madison last year. And there's actually three teams in the CAA I'm looking at to have rebound years who are perennial playoff teams. Uh, We're one of them. Villanova was another in my mind, and New Hampshire was the third. So I think the Villanova Wildcats have already made the first statement.
1: Yeah, I think uh, the CAA just picked up wh- where they left off last year. Uh, it was a, a impressive win for Villanova, you know, coming off a down year last year uh, to be able to go on the road at Colgate, a uh, nationally ranked opponent. And, you know, they were very impressive in that victory. Uh, I, I think they're in line to have a, a very good year. Uh, it just goes to show the strength of the CAA. Uh, there are so many teams uh, that are strong in, on any given night. Uh, can have that big win, and I expect the CAA to have a a lot of big wins, and hopefully the Spiders can continue that trend on Thursday night.
0: Echo that. Villanova makes the first statement. Now it's the Spiders' turn to make a statement Thursday night, 7 o'clock, against Jacksonville. We'll recap it on next week's Spider Insight podcast and then look ahead to the Spiders' FBS opponent as we hit the road for the first time going up to Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, against the Boston College Eagles. All right, let's enjoy Thursday night first and foremost. Matt, thanks. Thank you, Bob. And thanks to Spider quarterback Joe Mancuso for stopping by and being our special player guest on edition number five of the Spider Insight Podcast. Enjoy the game, everyone. Thursday night, we'll talk to you back here next week with the next edition of the Spider Insight Podcast. So long, everyone.